Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Here we go now, time to go now. Can't stop, no, not now. Maybe you'll see what you can be. No, don't stop, not now. Each stone you pass is just one class and there's miles ahead. Pick up your speed, it's one A super upbeat way to start the programme here uh, this morning. That was Mark Murphy with Milestones. Good morning, this is me, Elliot Moss, and you're listening to Jazz Shapers. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues, and soul, alongside their equivalents in the mighty world of business. And my person from the mighty world of business today is none other than Martin Morales. He is a chef. He is a restaurateur. He's an author. He's an arts producer. He worked in the music business. Uh, He does work in the music business. He's done so many things. I don't know how we're going to pack it all in before 10 o'clock, but hopefully we will. Lots coming up from Martin very shortly. In addition to hearing from Martin, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And then we've got the music, and we've got some fantastic music, including Martin's own label, the Tiger's Milk Record label. You're going to be hearing stuff from that. And on top of that, Ella Fitzgerald, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, and here's the first one from the Tiger's Milk label. It's Lucho Neves with Mambo de Machaguay. <laughs> Lucho Neves with Mambo de Machaguay, and I, I guess you were probably struggling not moving your feet or hips or legs or something there, because I certainly was. Uh, Martin Morales is my business shaper, as I said, and he's a record man. He's primarily a chef, primarily a restaurateur after that, and all sorts of other things. It's hard to introduce you, Martin, because you are kind of one of those multi-talented people and it strikes me hello by the way and thank you for joining me i should say hello. i always forget the basic conventions it strikes me that you're a very credit person who just wants to express himself in lots of ways and has done is that a fair comment? yeah absolutely i mean i i yeah i i i really don't believe there should be boundaries between the different creative forms so if i started in music and i then went on to tech or i go on to uh, film uh, you know uh, I, i'm passionate about different areas of creativity and and food has always been at the heart of what i've done so that is a key key thing that i follow now now you grew up you you began life in peru you are you are peruvian i think 100 percent peruvian uh, well my, my father was from leicester actually um and my mother was from the andes of peru a little village uh called santiago de chuco uh in the andes in the north in a province called la libertad and they met in the late 60s in Peru. My father, my father wanted to, to travel the world after he finished his accountancy degree. And he looked in the paper and he saw two adverts, one for Australia and one for Peru. And that night, uh, Miss World was won by Miss Peru. So he kind of said, I'm going to Peru. <laughs> That's how he went to Peru. And then, lo and behold, my mum my and dad met um, in a party. And I came out a couple of years later. Where did the love of food come from? Where, where did that start? As Peruvians, we're obsessed with eating. We're obsessed with cooking. We're obsessed with ingredients. And I guess me even more so because my grandmother was from the Andes and she was a farmer. 
So she lived there. We lived in the capital city and we're obsessed with ceviche. We're obsessed with you know, fresh ingredients from the sea and coastal cuisine, the Criolla cuisine, the Nikkei cuisine, the Chifa, all of which you can find in Lima, the Afro-Peruvian cuisine. Um, but I also had that heritage of, of the Andes and all those wonderful ingredients. So she would send us these incredible ingredients through these baskets uh, every month, uh, which she called encomiendas. They're like a, a sign of love from someone that loves you, basically. And uh, and with those, we would cook for the family and for friends. Um, and so I, I think really came from my grandmother and from the environment I was in the coast. But, but also at the weekends, I would spend time with my great aunts. Um, that was the, those were the sisters of my grandmother. My grandmother was called Mamita Nati. My great aunts were called Carmela and Otilia. And those ladies, those fine ladies, humble, beautiful old ladies, would invite me to their house and I would go, I would stay there the weekend and go shopping at the weekend with them to buy the ingredients and they would prepare those ingredients and, and then cook them and then just have the joy of eating them. As you're talking, I can see you thinking about that food. And I can see, I mean, really, I can, because you're just almost bringing it to life. And you go, oh, I wish it was here right now. But but it took you a while to open your first restaurant. And there was this whole area in between, if I'm right, where you were probably loving food, but you weren't making a business of it. Just in a nutshell, because we're going to come back to this. Why did it take you so long to make a business of it? Was it because it was almost too close? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I made a mistake. You know, I made a mistake that I regret. I I should have done this 20 years ago. I should have started my first restaurant when I was 20 years old. And I didn't. Um, I took a path that was a path through music and technology and other, and other areas, which I loved. But my true passion was food. And I didn't listen to myself properly. And sometimes that happens. You spend most of your life thinking, what is it that you love? And of course, I have a passion for music and for, for other things as well. But this passion just would not go away. It would just kept knocking at the door every year. I'd be cooking for more people, for friends, for for work colleagues, and they're just and, and be talking about my restaurant that I want to open one day. And so when I finally decided to do it, um, everyone said to me, "We knew you were going to do it one day." Stay with me to find out why Martin, or rather, what happened when Martin did do it, and uh, where the others, all the other stuff has gone as well, and where that fits. Time for some more music, though. In the meantime, this is Marvin Gaye with "What's Going On." A proper jazz shaper there, Mr. Marvin Gaye with What's Going On. Martin Morales is my business shaper today. He's the chef and founder, managing director at Ceviche Limited. They have a, a few restaurants that are brewing. And my question before to Martin was, why this man in front of me who's uh, obsessed with food and obsessed with the, the memories that is invoked and, and continues to evoke uh, had waited so long? And Martin, you know, you, you talked about you made a mistake, but I, I think it's also more than that, isn't it? There's a, there's a in your mind because we're going to talk about your business life uh, before food. There's a moment when things are going to work, aren't there? And I think you were waiting for that moment. Yeah, I guess you know my my work through the different creative areas has always been about um, spotting talent, uh, spotting trends, um, 
and kind of try and do the bit that I love within them, but also about timing. Timing is so, so important in in any context of anything, you know. And so I was waiting for, for years as well for the right timing for me personally, where I was in my life and in my career. And I was waiting for the right time for the marketplace. So for me, I, you know, I'd been I'd been just, you know, uh, growing within the music industry and the technology industry, um, gaining enough experience to be hopefully to be a great leader learning from from rubbish bosses and from great bosses learning from great companies and not so great companies and just deciding how I wanted to create my own restaurant my own business as well and I was also waiting for the right timing for the marketplace Peruvian food you know it was always amazing we always knew we had something very very special since since I was a kid something extraordinary that is that is greater than many, many other cuisines, I, I truthfully believed. The variety of ingredients, the heritage, the, the fusion, the flavors, wow, you know. And we always knew there was something special. But then through the years, certain people, certain chefs, certain cuisines, certain restaurants started to kind of just give us the insight and the vision of, ah, this is how it could be done, both in Peru and then outside of Peru. And it was around... 2009 that I just said you know this is so hot I can feel it I can see some great uh, examples of restaurants in Chile in New York in LA in Madrid nowhere else just in those places outside of Peru and I thought I can also see some great things happening in London I was really really influenced by by at, at that time by Boca de Lupo by Barafina by by Paul Poe by, by, by what Telengi was doing by Mar, what, my, what Mark Hicks was doing by Alex Stupek in, in New York and other people I just thought this is hot this is interesting and I can bring all these things together curate and create something that's really unique for London Timing is indeed everything, and uh, we'll be hearing lots more in time with my business shape today, Martin Morales. We've got the latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, right now, are some words of wisdom for your business from our programme partners at Mishkon Dorea. I'm Sonal Gandhi. I'm a partner in the real estate group at Mishkon Dorea. I act for the private individual and their companies in buying and selling high-end residential properties in central London, as well as acting for private banks in their secured lending work um, on residential properties. The most important thing to know about working on complicated transactions is to effectively appoint a pivotal person that's going to act as the project manager of that transaction. Invariably, there's going to be a number of parties involved. It goes without saying that with so many people involved in a transaction, things can start going astray. So it's essential to have a go-to person. It's very much like that person is the conductor of an orchestra. All of the players are musicians in that orchestra. They each have a piece of music to read. Without that conductor, they're not going to play in tune, in harmony, to get the end result. Therefore, my advice is to have that person who can control, who can communicate and ensure that all parties are cooperating together. Too many cooks, disaster. They all start going off on their own agenda without having that person to essentially manage the process and effectively deliver that goal for that client. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. 
You're listening to Jazz Shapers. Every Saturday morning, I get the chance to talk to someone fantastic who's shaping the world of business. And I'm very pleased to say that this morning is a, a different take on that. It's definitely someone who's shaping the world of business, but it's Martin Morales, and he has been important in different parts of, of the business world, from music uh, through to cooking, also through to actually then building his own restaurant business. And Martin, when you were talking earlier, I was thinking, um, and by the way, if you don't know, his re- one of his restaurants is called Ceviche, and he's got a few more coming, and we'll come to those in a moment. When you were talking about the, the art of cooking, and I know this is important to you, uh, you, before you were about feeling the timing, and that's interesting, what does it feel like to actually cook and to create what is that like for you? Because it strikes me that that is at the core of who you are. It's freedom. Um, it's self-expression. It's um, it's 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 just absolute joy. Um, particularly when I'm doing it at home, when I'm doing it for my family, for people I love, and to be able to do that in London through our restaurants first, Ceviche in Soho, and you know next week we open Casita Andina. It's just, it's just an honor and it's just, you know, it's, it's orgasmic for me, you know, it's to spread that word and to put our dishes and our ideas um, forward and have a template for them and a platform for them. It's just wonderful for me. You know, cooking has always been a creative form and it's very similar, say, f- to, to making music. I used to make music. I used to run music companies, but I also used to make records. And as a, as a chef, you know, running a, a brigade of chefs is just like being an orchestra uh, director. I'm the orchestra director, but, you know, I need someone to play the drums. So I need someone on the grill. I need someone to to um, to to work on the fryer. And that might be someone on, on the keyboards. And, you know, I need I need everyone to work and play in harmony to create a song or a dish. And so music and food are absolutely interlinked. So that's sort of how I work around cooking. Now, what's interesting about businesses scaling is is this whole notion of a of a production line of manufacturing of of it being the same making music every track is different every song is different making a dish every dish you make is different every ingredient is different i imagine the same is true for your restaurants and that individuality is critical is that right and if so how are you going to be true to that value that you have we're only as good as our last dish that's what i always tell our team and that's the truth because these are small little works of art that we create at our different and unique restaurants which have different menus, different dishes, different drinks, different design, different people. But one thing brings us all together, the same ethos to enrich people's lives with this excellence in Peruvian food, arts and culture. And I can only do that with the incredible team that I have. Um, who are sometimes even more creative than I am and certainly operationally even more brilliant. Stay with me for more from uh, my business shaper today, Martin Morales. Time for some more music. This is the inimitable Stevie Wonder with Alfie.
That was Stevie Wonder with Alfie. Martin Morales is my business shaper, and if you haven't been listening, and you should have been, and I urge you to go back and listen to Catch Up, um, he's primarily a chef, and he's also the founder of Ceviche, and soon to be the founder of a new, another another Peruvian masterpiece, I hope. You talk about the only, only as good as your last dish. In business, again, people want to grow, and their, their, their driver often is to make the business successful. You're setting yourself up for a very hard deal, Martin, because what you want to do each time is do something magical, and it isn't the same as the last time, which by definition makes it harder to scale. What is your driver? Is it simply back to the kid growing up who just enjoyed making something special, to the young adult who wanted to make music and each one was something special, the way you talk about these restaurants is something special? Are you less interested in making this business huge in that sense? Is is your measure of success something else? Yes, it is. It's excellence. Um, It's not money. It's excellence. It's a legacy of being the first to open a Peruvian restaurant, to present ceviche to the UK, to present the pisco sour, to bring quinoa, to bring amaranth, to bring lucuma, to bring those incredible ingredients that we enjoy, that we should be enjoying and that are great for the world that sometimes are grown here or sometimes are grown in Peru. It's um, to tell many, many, many stories. We're at the beginning of a food revolution that's coming from Peru. Um, Peru has thousands of years worth of gastronomy that, you know, there are so many stories and so much information there. And so we're just scratching the surface. Um, So if you talk about uh, the gastronomy and the food pre-Inca and then of the Incas and then of all the different regions of Peru, and then in the last 500 years, the, the food of migrants coming to Peru from China, Japan, Africa, Italy and Spain all enrich what is Peruvian food. So all of that are stories I want to tell. Um, I don't want to tell the same story and replicate that all over the UK. And plus, I think that's just really, really boring. I also have uh, I also have the real deep idea, and this comes from research as well, that people are consuming things a lot quicker. They want the new more often. They're not so loyal to brands anymore. So they are kind of rinsing brands and rinsing stuff quicker than before. They're absorbing all this before, you know, quicker than, 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 than years before. So I want our restaurants to be around for 20 years each. So I want my restaurant in Soho, Ceviche Soho, and our beautiful restaurant in Shoreditch, Andina, to be around for 20 years How can I make those beautiful, delicious, and lovable to customers locally and also they they be world destinations? I think by making them unique and having different dishes and having different drinks and changing those menus regularly. It is really tough. It is really tough to scale, but it's even tougher to start new restaurants. It's even better to work on what you've got and make that excellent and make that different, unique, surprising, and give people a wow factor every time. Final chat coming up with uh, Martin. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Ella Fitzgerald. That's after the latest traffic and travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Deep in my heart. 
Ella Fitzgerald with I've Got You Under My Skin, another classic here on Jazz Shapers today. I've been with Martin Morales for almost an hour and a privilege it's been too. Chef, restaurateur man behind the Peruvian food revolution here in the UK, though before that, and, and still going actually, uh, someone who loves to create music. And I think create is the, is the appropriate word. You, we've talked a lot about the specialness and this, um, I almost feel like I'm listening to a preacher in a good way, like you're there and we're in the church of Peruvian food and you're saying, you must buy me, I'm wonderful and I get that. But you're also running a business and it can't be simply that you're serving up great food and that then within a year it disappears because you haven't got the business right. How are you continuing with the team around you to ensure that this is a viable business so that the revolution really does happen? Look, we started in a recession so we started just over four years ago when times were extremely hard. We came from nowhere. We're now a very successful business turning over eight, eight million pounds a year. We, you know, our restaurants do some of the best EBITDA per restaurant in any restaurant in the UK. You know, um, so we, we, we're very excited about what's coming up. So the, the EBITDA thing I get, and I, and I think that's fantastic, where... And how have you assembled this? These the advisors that may advise you externally. Who has given you that advice that enables you to continue growing your business? I guess because I've worked in different industries, I've been able to look at the approach of how to run a new type of restaurants business in a different way. Um, I've also had the phenomenal support of my right-hand person and operations director, Raquel de Oliveira, who, without whom I wouldn't have been able to start this. Um, our executive chef, Vitellio, is is a superstar. And so, and our bars manager, uh, who's now our ops director, Miguel Arbe, is just is just a genius. I've taught him everything I knew about Pisco, and he, he's now the king of Pisco in the UK. Um, but, but I guess what I'm trying to do is to create a group of restaurants that is excellent, each of them individually very creative. And by doing so, we're attracting phenomenal talent who wants to feel responsible for their own restaurant, who wants to be part of that, sharing that financially as well, and also be able to express themselves um, creatively. I always say to my team, and the way we build our uh, development plan for each of our employees is based around four things. Uh, fulfilling everyone's emotional needs, uh, creative needs, intellectual needs and financial needs and if I can work on each of those four things for every one of my team then we've got a superstar team and in terms of advisors and people from the outside you know I spent two years working hard talking to as many people as possible and I continue talking to those people knocking on doors and just kind of asking them you know how can I make this better have you got an idea for this have you got a thought for, thought about that and luckily, because of my background, before I started our first restaurant four years ago, people did open the door to me. So I went to Michelin star chefs, many of which I didn't know, or I went to um, guys that ran restaurant groups. Unfortunately, uh, this is one of the most exciting industries out there mm. because people are hospitable. It's called the hospitality industry, and people are hospitable. And 99.9% .9 of people I approached were just only too willing to say, hey, Martin, you've got a fresh idea. I'm going to help you. That point about generosity and that point about giving something, it strikes me also that what's important to you, and you talked about emotional needs within the four needs, you give back a lot. You're a trustee of a of UK Peruvian children's charity, Amantani, I believe it's called. Yeah. I'm assuming that's not because you think you should, but because you feel compelled to. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, I was uh, I was born in a fairly privileged background in Lima, in the capital city. Um, but I never forget that my mum should he have, should she have met somebody else, uh, another another guy that was not 
my dad that was British, that was an accountant, we could have been living in tough, tough, in a tough environment. And so the, the charity that we work with, Amantani, you know, we have three educational homes for very, very poor and disadvantaged children in the Andes of Peru. I could have been one of those children, and I never forget that. And I think that's very important to have in my business. So, mm. so that's part of our DNA. So when we open Casita Andina, for example, there's a lot of stories around that. And I've gone back to kind of really find you know the soul of peru through crafts through textile through dishes and through people and they are all represented in our restaurants so every little bit of centimeter of our restaurants have has those stories and has a little bit of our people in there in that way we could talk for hours um unfortunately we haven't got any more time but um thank you firstly i should say for coming in and please continue to do what you do because I love meeting people that are passionate. What, before though I let you go, what is your song choice, sir, and why have you chosen it? My song choice of today is a track from our compilation Peru Bravo. It's a track called Bahia, and it's by a band called Lagonia. It's super funky, super interesting. It's got a little bit of a Brazilian vibe to it, a bossa vibe to it as well. Um, and I just love this compilation called Peru Bravo that we, we, we produced a year ago. And here it is just for you. Thank you so much, Martin. That was Bahia from the band Lagonia, and it's on the Peru Bravo album um, from Martin Morales himself. What a creative person, someone who just needed to express himself, whether it's through music or whether it's through food. He just is compelled to express what he is feeling. Totally passionate about his country called Peru and all the wonderful things coming out of it. And the man is absolutely obsessed with individuality everything has to be different whether it's a piece of music a piece of food or a restaurant absolutely fantastic stuff do join me again same time same place next saturday 9 a.m for another edition of jazz shapers meantime though stay with us because coming up next it's nigel williams jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mish it's business but it's personal